You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and joining me from the road in an airport because, well, look, here at Locked On Seminoles, we are dedicated, folks. You have heard us broadcast from guest bedrooms, parents' houses, airports while driving in the car, everything under the sun because we care about you as much as we hope that you care about us, and we try to bring you the best possible product. So, Drake, I see you lounging. You're in a little rocking chair in Baltimore. Uh, What's the W? Baltimore, Washington International Airport. How you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. We're really excited to be able to record the podcast. I mean, you know what they say, the dream is free, but the hustle is full separately. So I'm very excited to be here with the folks, talk some FSU sports, talk about, you know, FSU athletics as a whole. And also uh, some FSU pros right now are doing big things, whether it be in the NBA or, you know, at the US Open right now currently. Yeah, dude, doing huge things. Now, folks, if you're listening to this on Monday or any other day that you choose to catch up, we are currently recording this at 6.04 p.m. on Sunday. That means the, the guys at Torrey Pines in the U.S. Open are, uh, well, they're rounding the corner. Give me two seconds. What a shot. Oh, my goodness. Brooks Kepka. So right now, Brooksy is uh, Brooksy's a couple shots back. He's sitting at minus three through 14. He just birdied the 14th, which puts him tied for sixth. Uh, he's two strokes back from the leader, Bryson DeChambeau. He just hit a great shot out of the sand. But as you all know, like watching Bryson DeChambeau be in the lead at the U.S. Open is, it's hard. I, you know, here's the thing, man. I, I, we kind of talked about this in pre-production. I, I, I really dislike Florida and I really dislike Miami. I don't think there's ever been an athlete I've hated as much as uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Like, like oh, damn it, Brooks is going to bogey the 15th. Anyway, like literally he creates a, a visceral reaction in me when I watch him play and even more so when I watch him succeed. And I don't know if I need to talk to my therapist about that or if that's just, if that's just the condition of a sports fan. Like maybe you have to have someone that you you hate like that. I don't, I don't know. But either way. No, there, even, there's – there's always someone it's just the karma of being a sportsman there's always going to be someone out there whether it be you know it's typically it's always the rival of you know your favorite player that you're always going to hate on um for me i even though now he's the owner of my team i grew up despising Derek cheater um that's mainly because to me i thought it was an extremely overrated shortstop he actually has one of the worst defensive grades actually for that and he won the gold glove every single year and one of my favorite players a rod didn't win one out there. Alex Gonzalez also for my personal favorite player of all time, never won one as well, but there's that's what happens with being a sports fan. You are always conditioned to dislike the person that's always going head to head with your favorite player. I think Tiger Woods, when he was playing, people didn't like Phil Mickelson because, you know, going ahead to it, or I think it was VJ Singh or Ernie Els because they were always competing with him for a top spot at his top. So that's, that's what happens. Yeah, that's true. That makes me, that makes me feel a little better, but you know, man, I'm watching the U S open and this is, this is one of the best leaderboards I've seen in a golf tournament, honestly, in years. It's like, you know, it's cool to see people getting vaccinated. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, come on, do your thing, guys. It's, it's you know, take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. 
masks are going away. The world's reopening. You know, I just booked an Airbnb for, you know, our best friend's wedding. It, it, it's really exciting stuff. And I, I really can't wait to see college football in the world that's back to normal. And this leaderboard is kind of like a, I don't know, it's like a small microcosm of that, right? Like Bryson DeChambeau in one, that sucks. But honestly, why do you watch sports if you don't like getting angry about them? Uh, and then we've got, you know, Colin Morikawa right there at two, John Rahm at two, Rory McIlroy tied for two, Ustazen tied for two. In the next slot down, we've got Brooks Kepka. It's just like all the big, Justin Thomas is right there tied for 16th. Francesco Molinari, Matthew Wolf, who, you know, I don't know, I have opinion, people have different opinions about. Daniel Berger is actually went three under today to sneak into a T11. It's just like, it's all the names that you should see in the top of a U.S. Open are there. So I don't know. When y'all are listening to this, you'll know the results. I don't think it'll end by the time we stop recording, but gosh, I'd love to see. Uh, I think Brooksy's out of it, but I'd love to see more Cower or Ron pull off the win because maybe at, at, when we take a little intermission, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk to the big guy upstairs and see if he can't phone one in for me here and uh, and take him down. So, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for pretty much anybody but DeShambo. But I got to tell you, man, I, I, you know, I know people have different opinions about him. There's just something about John Rahm I really like. I actually, like, I don't know. I like John Rahm. I think he's a great dude. He just seems like the kind of guy that'd be really cool to, you know, play some golf with, maybe kick it with, you know, have a beer, talk about life. So if he could pull it off, that'd be awesome. I love Colin Morikawa because, as you know, I just I love talent and I love dominance, and that kid is something special. Roy McIlroy, you know, mm, I don't know, I meh, whatever. Anyway, y'all don't need my opinion of golfers by golfers. I do want to tell you though that today's episode is brought to you titularly by RockAuto.com. If y'all need any car repair stuff, make sure to swing on over to RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs. They'll take care of you. I also want to let y'all know that uh, before we get to our next segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the big dog, the guy who I don't know if if if, if a good game is called eating, then this this mf'er feasted last night, uh, Terrence Mann to send the Clippers to the the final or the Western Conference Finals for the first time in God knows how long. And if you want to put some money on that, well, use betonline.ag. I'm going to go check out the lines tomorrow, see what it looks like. That way I, frankly, have some interest in watching an NBA game. So use betonline.ag. Make an account, promo code locked on. Get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. It'll be great. So, Drake, I mentioned that in you know closing out our, our last segment, but holy cow, man, Terrence Mann. I mean, you want to talk about a player willing his team to victory. Dude, the Clippers are down by 25 points. And all of a sudden, here comes Terrence Mann, who, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be honest. I don't watch a, a ton of NBA, but I do remember when he got into the league, I I, you would know better than I would, right? Like, I, I don't want to say he was disrespected, but he certainly wasn't regarded as like this great pickup for the Clippers. No one was, no one was applauding them for, for bringing him in. I mean, he was kind of like a, we'll see how he does. Right. Or am I misremembering? Yeah, no, basically, basically what he was seen at, he was picked up in the second round, uh, number four, six, because he wasn't seen as the better talent of the Florida State Seminoles basketball team when he, they were coming out. Cause if you remember, um, uh, Mifandu Kambengale, the Kambengale Tumbo's nephew actually, um, 
he was drafted number 27th overall, actually, with the, um, uh, with the LA Clippers. Now, the thing with Terrence Mann, you're right. Two nights, it was happened two nights ago. He played with, um, he had, they were down by 25 points, and Kawhi Leonard was out. And for those of you who don't follow college, uh, for NBA basketball, Kawhi Leonard is a perennial all-defensive player. He's also a perennial MVP. He has three separate rings with the Spurs and the Toronto Rappers separately. So they didn't have their prime scoring threat. And they were down by 25, and Terrence Mann, dare I say, played like a man on fire. Movie reference right there, folks. Denzel Washington, he played, check it he, out. Played, he played like a man possessed. I mean, they were they were down. I actually turned it on. And y'all know, again, I don't watch basketball. Like, NBA is not my sport. I actually have a new coworker who does a podcast. Um, you guys should check it out. It's called Born in 86. They cover the Nets, Jets, and Mets. Born in 86 because they were born, both of them, at the My exact, man, that's, that's the most depressing at fan the exa- base ex- you're, Exactly. You're going to give our fans to do that? Come exactly. on. Man. We didn't have enough exactly. with us. Exactly. So, so, so being born in 86 is kind of their shtick of like, you know, they were born right when those teams all started to be bad forever. Anyway, he he hit me up and was like, you got to turn this game on. Your, your, your boy Terrence Mann's on fire. So I turn it on. They had been down by like 30 points at one time, maybe 25 points. Yeah, they were down by 25 points. And Terrence Mann ends up leading this ridiculous 75 to 40 run in the in the second half with 39 points of his own to defeat the Utah Jazz. And I said for the first time in who knows how long, because I, I kind of was thinking about Blake Griffin in my head. I didn't realize this is the first time in their 51 year history the Clippers are going to go to the conference finals. So, way to go, Terrence, man. That's way to go, Terrence. I mean, man. I didn't mean Terrence, man. I meant Terrence, comma, man. I, I didn't I think mean, about he was that the man. I mean, I mean the, well, the best thing about it was actually because you're right, he wasn't seen as the top tier prospect actually coming out of Florida State. Actually, some reporter actually did tweet out that no ACC player, you know, saw this happening or whatever, but if people remember specifically what a coach ham offensive team looks like, none of our players play extensive minutes. He never scored more than 30, like 30 points. Never scored. I think he scored more than 20 points. I think maybe only twice when he was at FSU, which is all that happened. And, but we know where the kind of ball, the ball kind of, you know, the dog that he is. And so he showed that off yesterday, knocking out, unfortunately, Trent Forrest, who also plays for the Utah jazz, but he played like a man possessed. He was a man on fire. I mean, every single time I go, there's mama, there goes that man again. All these Twitter memes that were coming out. He he absolutely lit a fire under his ass and dragged his team to the Western Conference Finals, which unfortunately they just finished playing the Suns today. They lost the first game against Devin Booker and the Suns. But it was a coming out party for him. And hopefully now we'll see extensive minutes for Terrence Mann moving forward at the Clippers. So. Yeah, can we just take a second, though? And, you know, when you talk about what he was viewed as coming out of high school or I mean college and where he was taken in the draft and all that, the number of other Florida state people and players like you were able to compare him to and just how crazy it is the run this team's been on for the past five or six years that we now have not like we now have, and I know, okay, if you went to Kentucky or North Carolina, you'd be like, why are they excited about that? We don't have multiple players in the conference finals round of the NBA playoffs. Like that's nuts. Florida State never was never a team that put talent like that into the league. And now it's like we have two Florida State players going head to head to make it to the conference finals. Like we have multiple players across the league making it to the playoffs. So I don't we don't have to go down that rabbit hole too much, but it's just such a cool testament to Coach Ham and the recruiting he's done and, and just the program he's built. And, you know, y'all know me every five, every chance I get, I'm, I'm going to give the guy a shout out because I grew up 
again, I vividly remember going to the opening basketball game of the year as a kid. I don't know what game it was or what year it was. You can look it up. Losing to the University of Southern Alabama at home to start the season. 2012. Like, 2012. It was 2012. That oh, was, I, I thought it was. I thought it was younger. No, no, no. no. You know why? Because I had just finished pledging Fidel, and the day after is when we all got together to celebrate, and it was that night actually. Because I remember specifically, as Ian was going to come, but Ian, you know, being on the team, <laughs> was there, so, and we lost Southern Alabama that day. Huh. I feel like it was. I, well, dude. Then maybe it happened twice, buddy. Because like I, I don't know. Again, I, I don't. Um, that goes more to your point. That goes more to your point. Then we we've lost to Southern Alabama twice, you know. And now, if you're, like you're speaking before, that we are perennially having players in the NBA actually playing good, decent minutes, good minutes in the playoffs with Western Conference Finals verse on the line. So yeah, you're right. It's a huge testament to what Coach Ham has built. That basically now we're new blood now. And once we finally get that ring that we honestly should have gotten last year, but unfortunately COVID, you know, stopped us with that. We're going to be a perennial blue blood very, very soon, especially with Coach K leaving and the Royal Ones went from UNC. That's 100% right. So, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Again, I just remember being a kid and Florida State men's basketball was a joke. Like, it was something that maybe you went to if you had – if it was raining and there was nothing else to do with your kids on the weekend. Like, and now they, they've got a great program. They've got a great recruiting class coming in. I can't wait for that transfer to get here. Is he on campus yet, the kid from Houston? Uh, Caleb Mills, I think he is, but let me double check on my sauces before we uh, do that. But, uh, Max, I think we have some good news coming up, actually, actually oh, after the ad break. So uh, you want to hit him? Can I just say one thing? I want to do the segment we've kind of been workshopping, and that's our betonline.ag line of the day. Folks, if you're not using betonline.ag, go use it. In fact, if you are curious, if you're allowed to legally gamble in your state, Go back and listen to our interview on Friday with a uh, with a sports lawyer who briefly talks about the concepts of federalism and what that means for sports gambling. But, Drake, I'm going to kick this pick over to you. You ready, buddy? I'm going to take your silence as a yeah, yes. I, let's ride. Let's ride. I'm going to give ride. you three options because I don't want to go down the entire, the entire list. On the betonline.ag conference futures, we got – the Big 12, which I frankly think is probably one of the more exciting or there's probably the most parody in the Big 12 of any other conference right now. And the odds we have at the top to win the Big 12 this year in football, we've got Oklahoma at minus 165. We've got Texas at plus 325. Iowa State at plus 350. And I'll give you one kind of sleeper value pick out there with Oklahoma State at plus 1,000. If you had to put a hundred bucks on it on betonline.ag, which one of those do you think you would take? I'd honestly think Iowa State was it plus three fifty. You said plus three fifty. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take Iowa State three fifty. I'll take Iowa State plus three fifty. I think the value lies the best there because primarily with once minus one sixty five Oklahoma, I've seen them lose to Iowa State before. Iowa State actually gets the probably Brock Purdy who. He's on the same level as Spencer Rattler, but we have seen Spencer Rattler in certain moments kind of choke it away. I think plus 320 with Texas kind of a uh, – that's a line. That's a trap line. That's, that's that's gas a little more. You think, oh, maybe I guess it's, it's deep enough, but I wouldn't go with that. Would you say it was plus 1,000? Uh, Oklahoma State. Absolutely not. No, I don't think they have a quarterback <laughs> for that. Chuba Hubbard is gone. Oklahoma State, to me, is, not gonna, is never going to win that conference as long as Mike Gundy is there. So I will go with Iowa State. Do you have another conference that maybe could parlay that with or no? Ooh, we can definitely we'll do a little parlay right. action. I'll tell you what. I'll, I, oh, will give you, I will give you a parlay option. And I'm going to ask you in the Pac-12, you got Oregon plus money, 225. USC at plus 275. 
Washington at plus 375, and then their plus 1,000 is Utah. Oof, okay. So I'm not going to take U.S. I think Steve Sarkeesian finally gets fired. I don't think – I think Cam Slovis is good, but he's not going to have to keep his job. Washington, to me, the Jimmy Lake hire was kind of a little lackluster. I don't see the offense – them having the offense to do that. And also their defense was really poor last year, which is kind of shocking because Jimmy Lake was their defensive coordinator when Chris Pearson was there. So, honestly, I would do the Iowa State straight up, and then I would do a separate parlay actually with Utah plus 1,000 because I think Kyle Whittingham there is the best coach there. So, give me those two for parlay. I dig that. You know, Utah is always a big sleeper pick for me. So, there you go, folks. That is your betonline.ag line of the day. If you want to take it, go grab yourself Iowa State at plus 350, Big 12 Futures. also want to tell you all about, I mean, you know, y'all know. Y'all know what's going, what's coming. What haven't you heard yet? You've heard Rock Auto. You've heard Bet Online. That means it's time to talk about Built Bars. You know, I know, uh, I know, we got some Twitter love from our boy Heath McCall down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Heath, buddy, I saw your pictures from uh, the other weekend. Looks like, uh, looks like you've been needing some Built Bars. The man's got, uh, you know, you got got some arms going on, buddy. So if you're if you're eating Built Bars, it looks like it's working. Uh, I hope you have a great. Hope you're having a great Father's Day, you and the beautiful family. Um, Love, uh, lo- love watching you guys have fun together, and, and it looks like a blast. And I hope that you're incorporating built bars into your routine 17 grams of protein, only five grams of sugar, only five grams of carbs. Go to bet, uh, builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 15, get yourself 15% off. I am a peanut butter brownie guy. I, folks, I eat McDonald's breakfast every single day pretty much like four to five times a week. I am a man of routine. I kind of like the same thing over and over again. I'm adventurous in some aspects of my life, but uh, you know, not, not when it comes to my food choices. So I'm sticking with peanut butter brownie, but I would recommend get a variety pack. If you're not sure what flavor to do, you know, try them all. So go to builtbar.com promo code locked 15. And when you're done with that and you've done that, Open a new tab in your little Google Chrome browser and head on over to rockauto.com. I know there's something that needs to be fixed. Maybe it's on your car. Maybe it's on your wife's car. Maybe it's on your husband's car. You know, maybe it's on your dad's car and you want to, and for Father's Day, you want to do something nice for him. Go to rockauto.com. They will hook it up. They give you great prices, a huge selection, and it's super easy to navigate. Grab the part you need and, you know, make someone's day a little better by, by fixing up their car for them. And when you go to rockauto.com, make sure in their how did you hear about us section to tell them that Locked On sent you. I love how this man says that he eats McDonald's every single morning, but he's over here with a body looking like a Greek statue. I'm over here drinking a protein shake every morning and I have a body like curdled milk. Hey man, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. My, uh, you know, yeah, I was looking a little, I was looking pretty good in the Instagram this weekend with the, uh, with the guys, we went out on the boat yesterday. We met up with Scott and um, gosh, man, I, you know, I know this is a sports podcast about Florida state, but one thing I think we really try to do for y'all is, is give you, give you access to our lives. I think maybe it's just me applying my own experiences to y'all, but I like to know about people I listen to. I like to know about personalities. So you know, you can always hit that skip 30 seconds button if you don't want to hear the stories. But uh, yeah, man, I just I just want to take a second on Father's Day and just say how, you know, how grateful I am for all the dads out there. But but all, you know, all the great friends we have, you know, I think, Drake, we're, we're we've been super blessed to just have a, a group of uh, of great guy friends. And it was cool yesterday to, you know, look around on a boat and be like, you know, I'm still drinking with the same guys now to celebrate 
you know, Father's Day for all of us. Now that some of us are married, few of us have kids, all that. And it's it's the same dudes we were drinking with to celebrate uh, whatever occasion we made up that we had to go drink for when we were 21. So it's 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 been pretty awesome and it's been a fun ride. But let's get back to sports, dude. So what's the what's the big news? What's what's going on? What's hot? What do you, Drizzy Drake, want to tell the people? So the reason we actually are recording this right now, Sunday at 6 p.m. at that hour is because there is a local kid by the name of Omar Graham Jr. who was set to commit at 6 p.m. via his Instagram Live. Well, for those of you listening now on Monday, you already know the wonderful news. Omar Graham Jr., the linebacker at Stranahan, class 2022, has officially committed to Florida State University. And, Max, this is a huge recruiting win. We have gotten him from the University of Miami, Auburn, and Penn State. We're also after his services. Three really good schools with really good linebacking cores and linebacking pedigrees. And he hopefully right now looks to be the next one to come to take over mantles from like a Christian Jones, a Derek Brooks. And I'm very excited to see him come in. That's great news, man. That's that's exciting stuff. You know, anytime you hear linebacker, which is a position of need, you hear three star, which I, I know you've you've got a point you want to make about where you think this kid will end up. So I won't steal that thunder. And again, you, you look at the coach that's recruiting that position, right? I know Chris Marv is someone who was regarded very highly, but the reality is last year we saw a lot of bad play at linebacker. Now I know he was playing Steven Dix. I know that he was playing DJ Lundy and they're young. And we talked about repeatedly how we liked the youth movement and the effort movement and that kind of stuff. But the reality is there were mistakes made. And like, this is Florida state. You, you, you need to coach the kids up. And when I see mistakes at your position group, and then we go into the offseason and you're not seeing pops at that guy's position group on the recruiting trail. I, I was getting a little worried. So to see him be able to go, uh, you know, pull the kid from, you know, Miami. I know he wasn't committed, but, you know, someone that Miami was really gunning for someone at his position group, which is a huge position need. It also makes me feel a lot better about Chris Marv. No, I mean, I think it should because I think I was the one during the Trey Roll interview. Like, I need to see something more from Chris Mark because he did not land Jaden Hood, who was a kid that want, we wanted to come here and eventually end up in Michigan. He couldn't keep hold on to – what's the kid's name, though? Evelyn went to Maryland. Brandon Jennings Jr., he didn't come yeah, in yeah. either as a well. Big time and, legacy. And, yeah, and the thing is, like, we needed him to showcase on the recruiting trail, and he finally did that. And also, is that reassuring that it happened after the Midnight Madness that we had? And then also back to your point about the three-star, folks, I'm going to take a quote from – you know, Coach Moose Lewis, check out the interview a few uh, months back. It's wonderful. It's a great time. Check the tape. This kid, to me, in my personal opinion, probably – I'm not saying he's a top 150 kid, top 100 like Nigel Lee Kelly, but he is definitely going to be pushing for that, that 300 spot, that four-star recruit. And that's someone that we need at the linebacking court that we haven't had in a very long time. And hopefully we see it with Steven Dix and everything else. As soon as he gets on campus, I see – we've always seen Marv, the teacher, because he definitely has – he's definitely shown growth. Like, Emmett Rice's thing is the prime example for him. That's the only reason why he has saving, that's the Emmett Rice is saving grace. But now that we see our Marvin the recruiter, hopefully this starts, you know, kind of slew of commitments because we also have Marvin Jones Jr. who posted a really cool Father's Day picture with his dad's trophy today. And hopefully he's able to land that kid as well. So maybe it's a turnaround for recruiting for, for Marv. So hopefully he keeps it rolling. Yeah, we, we've got to land the legacies. I think that that is so important on the recruiting trail. In fact, I don't want to spoil it in case it doesn't work out, but we're working right now. Uh, we've, we've had some voicemails back and forth to bring on a really cool guest who not only is a Florida State Hall of Famer, 
uh, for when he played in, at Florida State, but his son was also a big time recruit who ended up choosing Florida State over Alabama a little over a decade ago. So I want to talk to him about, you know, what's that like as a parent when, you know, you you have a, a big time legacy commit coming up. How do you guide them? We know uh, we know how James Coleman feels about it, but it's it'd be interesting to hear again from from someone who's done it, because I think you got to land the legacies like you cannot let these kids whose parents won championships here get away from you on the recruiting trail if they're also a good football player. It's just that simple. Oh, yeah, let's go. Okay, folks, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast real quick. Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, come on. Please tell me it's true. Let me refresh because it's it's different on the website than on the TV, but I'm watching the TV. It looks like our boy Bryson DeChambeau may have just bogeyed 11, followed by a subsequent bogey at 12 to drop him to three under, putting him in a tie with Brooks Kepka. Brooksy is through 17. He's going to eight. Oh, and, and, and I'm sorry. When it rains, it pours, folks. I think my prayer during the break worked because uh, while it may have gone 900 yards or however far he drives the ball, Bryson just put one smack dab in the middle of the rough on 14. So we might be looking at three bogeys in a row. Louis Oosthuizen has now taken the solo lead with John Rahm in solo second following behind him. It's going to be a really exciting U.S. Open finish. I'm just sad we won't get to... uh, We won't really get to talk about it because we are going to wrap up here in just a minute. But I wanted to, for those of you that like to share in the misery of Bryson DeChambeau along with me, let you know that it's been pretty epic to watch. So anyway, if y'all want to share in the misery of him with me, you know, oh, we got Brooksy on the 18th. Oh, no. Okay. Well, folks, Brooks Kepka on the 18th just tried to hit a flop shot out of that ridiculous rough on his third shot sent it right into the bunker. So he's going to have to go up and down for par. We will unlikely see the trophy hoisted by Brooks, but it looks like it also won't be hoisted by Bryson DeChambeau. And I, I can live with that. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's show, folks. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Thank you as always for joining us. We'll be here all week. It's a normal week. Uh, We're going to be talking sports all week. I hope y'all enjoyed our get to know your host series last week, but this week again, will be more sports focused. So with that, I'm your host, Max. I was joined on the road because he is a dedicated SOB by my boy, Drizzy Drake Rogers, and this was Locked On Seminoles. Take care, everybody. <laughs>